Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Parked in Turn 1, Episode 9. What's up, Bo? How you doing this evening? I'm doing good, Jason. How's your day going? Hey, man. I'm still riding the high from this past weekend. How about you? Oh, absolutely. I, I This was a fantastic weekend. Uh, we had a track, a track weekend, full track weekend. We were both yep. Saturday and Sunday with uh, performance yep. riding experience. So yep. I, I'm right there with you. It was, a, it was a beautiful weekend. The weather was fantastic. It wasn't too hot, you know um and great company so it was it was just a perfect weekend so uh let's jump right in yeah man i mean honestly you said it i mean it was a great weekend great great weather the track was great the the paddock experience was great you know being amongst friends and you know we had some really good laughs we had some uh really good times just sitting around talking so this was your real first experience with uh performance riding experience what we call pre would you think uh, you know i have to i have to start off and, and I, or i want to start off and completely say that the weekend with performance riding experience was amazing um they really put on a good event for riders um john allen uh the president of pre is uh, seems like a fantastic guy i didn't get to spend a whole lot of time talking to him really at all um accidentally rode with him on track but he was kind of he's kind of undercover out on track and i didn't realize until afterwards that i was riding around with him but um uh just a uh a really professional organization their riders meeting was very well organized it was very concise um it was very efficient is the best word i can really describe it as um, I've seen some riders meetings uh, with with uh, groups that have been broken up with different classes within uh, intermediate and novice to explain different passing rules. And those are normally held by uh, coaches in those groups, <clears throat> but they're they're unrehearsed. And uh, oftentimes, you know, CRs might forget something or, you know, they just kind of look to each other and, and it's almost led communitively by the by the riders and the coaches at the same time but you know pre was completely the opposite of that you know john kind of laid out everything into in, in front of everyone um you know he established a really clear expectation out of out of riders to say you know hey this is we want to we all want to go home safe um you know and not to say that the other groups that, that i've ridden with have not done that but john's was just very much more efficient um that i've seen so far so uh uh, yeah, it was a, a fantastic, fantastic experience with these guys. Um, the coaching was was very proactive. Uh, you know, I didn't go out looking to work with a coach any at any session. Uh, as you know, I, you know, since this was uh, mine and Angela's first experience with PRE, we had to start a novice class, which was fine. You know, we were expecting that. Um, uh, what I wasn't expecting was that proactivity from the coaches you know i got out i just started riding um, i'd ride around a couple laps with Ange, and then i would take off and and just kind of ride a bit and and uh just just going out and trying to ride and trying to kind of see where i was at with the group um i ended up working with uh with kuno on uh saturday a little bit you know randomly once again i worked with another cr they and they proactively came back to me in the paddock and found me to give me feedback and uh you know that was that was different normally we have to go chase them down and we have to ask them you know well, what did you think you know the kind of stuff like that but uh but no it, it was definitely a a good uh, good good experience and um you know sunday i managed to to get a bump in intermediate i i worked with joel once again accidentally it uh everything kind of came to a head in the middle of a turn there it got a little bit rowdy going into uh, turn four and um 
it, I just kind of happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. So I went over to him afterwards after the session and, and apologized for, you know, kind of running up on everyone a little quick and, and kind of bunching up that way. But he was like, he uh, told me that it was, uh, uh, his attentions were at another uh, another rider to kind of settle down a little bit, and that was in that pack. So uh, so no, it was good. Um, just just great great group overall, you know. And uh, of course, uh, I want to give a big shout out to Dan. You know, Dan's a fantastic guy. He pitted right there behind us in the garage, and once again, like you said, provided a lot of laughs for us. And uh, um, just just normally a, at my expense. Normally uh, at my expense. Let's get that out there. Yeah, fair enough. No, I don't mind. Yeah, so I, I'm listen, um, dude. I was so happy to see you ride this weekend versus last uh, on the 23rd when we rode together. Your progression, your comfort level on the bike has been amazing, and uh, you know I got out there and rode with you, dude. I thought you were killing it. I mean, you're you. We were joking during the weekend because on the 23rd i had asked you do you think you're leaning in the carousel and you said yeah i think i am and i was like well you're not and and i it didn't mean to be that guy but i i just wanted you to know that what you were feeling wasn't what you were doing and then this weekend dude there's some screenshots of you i mean your elbow could have touched and i'm i'm just super happy for you um i know last year was a tough year around the track with a bike that just didn't suit you never comfortable on and i'm not gonna lie to you i had some real nerves the first time you took that cowie out because i was like i know i was kind of a little bit instrumental in recommending the cowie <laughs> no you know? not, at all. Like, not, not at all and i'm like man am i gonna have to buy this kawasaki <laughs> to apologize you know it's like and and so you being happy is just is the best is the best for me i, I i'm just so excited for you you know i and you got the bump, which with pre is not just, they don't just give it. You have to earn it. Um, I can speak from experience. They worked really hard with me to get me some out of, out of some of my bad habits to say, hey, we're, we're comfortable with you being an intermediate now. Because I had speed to get out, but I wasn't doing it the right way. And and so you you doing it the right way on your first weekend, man, I tip my hat to you. That's a big deal to me. I, I was really impressed. So um, outside of you, I, I had a really good weekend myself. You know, we had some some fast dudes and in intermediate, um, and uh, I was chasing some of them, and I had a good weekend. I, I, I really improved in some areas, and... Um, I mean, what else could you ask for to have a great weekend with great weather, with good friends and to improve as a writer that that's, that's the grand slam that's, for a track yeah. weekend. So, I mean, I like riding with pre the guys are good. And as you can tell, and you probably saw, I'm comfortable with those guys and they're comfortable giving me a hard time and, and me with them. But, you're right about the proactive side because they sought me out because you know me well enough to know I won't go seek anybody out. I'll, I'll just sit out there and struggle and get frustrated because that's just because I'm dumb. But at the same time, these guys sought me out a little bit and got me comfortable with them. And so now I will seek them out a little bit and say, Hey, what are you doing into this turn? Because I am struggling. And you know, I, and the 
and it's just it's just a different experience than I've had in some of the other orgs. But I'm not, again, I'm not bashing any org because I've had good experiences with all of them. I just I've just had some really really good ones with pre, so I'm just more comfortable there, and that's that's all. Not that I I wouldn't recommend another organization. Right, it's nothing right, like right. that, you know. Yeah. So uh, overall, I had a great weekend. I mean, I ran a personal best. Um, of course, we had the most positive person in the history of motorcycling out there with us, Nick. Um, and you know, he was cheering us all on, telling us how awesome we were looking. And I went and watched that guy ride for a session. he just does he just makes it look so easy right just like yeah. the, you know and and he's doing times that you and i we we like to feel like we're improving i just i'm just amazed at how fast he's gotten so good like it's just it's just amazing so you know he was there j1 jason wilson j1 and i having some great banter off track is always wonderful with with j1 um and he he really got over some of his frustrations from Saturday and went out there and put out a put out a couple of really fast laps on Sunday. So, man, good for him. I I'm just I I just love our riding group, bro. I just do. Um, I like all of you. All of you people are good people, and you make every time I'm around you at the track, I want to go right back. I'd come home talking about it. So. I, I completely agree. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I have to echo everything you said. You know, I, I really enjoyed riding around with you and, and uh, J1. And uh, I told, I think I was telling you and, and J1, you know, you're J2, he's J1. And my, I'm going to get a patch that says not a J. Uh, but I think he actually called me J3 now. Um, he did. He put you on YouTube <laughs> yeah. as J3. So, but no, you know, we had the, the pit that we had, you know, we, we luckily you, you coordinated with John and uh, got us a couple garages right next to each other. And that community that we, that we've got and that family that we've got, you know, but you know, my wife, Angela, you, J1, Gary, Melissa, uh, Sean and yep. the Mac attack, you know, and then, uh, you yep. know, you met our, you met our friend from Greenville Yee. Um, he's an up. He's been riding quite a bit, and he's uh, improving his craft. and And just got into track days at the end of last year, I think, um, was when he did his first track day. So, and uh, we're seeing a lot of progression out of him as well. And and like you said, you you ran a personal best. Um, J one, I think, ran a personal best this weekend. Yep. And then yep. you know, I don't have a lap timer on my bike, but just going by the GoPro, you know, images, I, I'm already, you know, I you guys towed me along to a personal best as well. So it, it was just a, it, I mean, it, to me, like you said, it, you, we're kind of on that high right now. Um, it, you know, it's just a, it, it's we've got momentum in the season, um, and, and it's it's been a, a, a been a phenomenal season so far. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, you know, there's, I want to mention, you know, one of our loyal listeners, you know, John, uh, Sean, handsome John McKay, you know, he listens to us. He sends me text about it. When I was ranting about the FIM rule, about the yellow flag rule, he sent me a text. <laughs> it was like, absolutely with exclamation points. I hate that rule. So, um, you know, you know, handsome, you know, he's on an old bike. Um, if you put that guy on a 24, 12 or newer bike he's putting in some blazing laps i'm telling you um watching him ride like being behind him a little bit he just hits the marks every single time now he will rebuttal that with well 
I don't have any choice. I don't have any power. <laughs> <laughs> but the truth is, his 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 writing style is super disciplined, and I admire it a ton. Um, I admire him for making the effort to get out there. He had some struggles to get there, you know, with the car trouble and yep. everything. Yep. And just a good dude, a pleasure to be around. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I want to send a shout out to him. Thank you, Sean, for listening. And thanks for being our buddy and riding with us and hanging out in our pit. Because I know, uh, especially for me, a little can go a long way. And you're always there and you're no. always smiling. So, But, uh, you know, we, we just have such a good time. And we had a great weekend. So... I'm I'm going back on Saturday. I can't get enough right now. Like I told you, I'm on that yep. riding high, high and uh, I'm going to do uh, CMP on Saturday and BIR on Monday, provided we have gasoline in the Southeast. <laughs> so, um, but I, I'm super stoked and just I, for the first time in a very long time, I'm so eager to get out there and improve my craft um, and my skill set and, uh, and not just going around in circles. So that's good. I'm um I'm, I'm in a good place right now with my own personal writing, but um I feel like you are too and I feel like, you know, I hope Angela enjoyed pre as much as you did and uh she and, did. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she definitely did. And and going back to say not to cut you off, but you know, going back to saying no, what you're, you're about we're in uh, you know, we're on a good spot. I, I really attribute that to to the community that we've kind of built around each other, you know, is, is we constantly support one another. Uh, we constantly give feedback, whether it's um, whether it's a hey you're doing this right here, or it's hey you need to do this. You know, how many times did you tell me when we rode um, on April 23rd? You said hey you need to be doing this. Hey you need to be doing that. Hey you need to be you know try this out. And then, you know, come, you know, Joel the line into into the carousel told me verbatim exactly what came out of your mouth and I just had to stand there and stare at you you know and eat crow a little bit so you know oh, I come I, I get it and but I think that I, that I really contribute you know what we're our progression of each other is we're all pushing each other to that next level we're all yeah. making ourselves better by supporting each other you know we're not browbeating each other and and even though you called uh, Nick slow this weekend, which is probably and, and uh. he's ironically the, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's what seven seconds faster than the fat the closest person to him. Yeah, no. Well, he started it, so you know, <laughs> he he said something to me, and I I just told him to shut up. You're slow, but and that was completely in jest, obviously. Mm -hmm. But um, I think I think the biggest takeaway is that even if I have the best day ever on the bike or the worst day ever on the bike. I still have a great time with the people that are there. And, um, you know, we've met so many people in the paddock and we know so many people, maybe just casually or maybe they're just acquaintances, but it's still really cool to feel like you're in a place where you belong. And, you know, it, it was funny there was a, uh, you know, we know a lot of guys from Charleston area that ride and that's a big group. And a lot of those guys are really fast. Um, and there was three newer guys who were from Charleston area, but they had just kind of gotten into the group of the Charleston guys and they were there and they got bumped out of novice. And, uh, and I show up like for the first session after lunch and these three guys just roll up on me like a wolf pack. And they're like, Hey, let's go. I'm like, Oh my gosh. All right. But I love it. You know, they feel, you know, they knew me and they wanted to ride and I was like, let's do it. So I 
got out there, tapped my tail, told him to follow me, and we went and did it. But, uh, you know, man, you just, weekends like that are the ones that you dream about, really. Yeah. Um, everything went well. Um, Nick had a little off in 11 because for some reason, for all the skill he has, he can't remember to let go of the front brake when you run off track. Uh, and he, he fell down at about three miles an hour. So, you know, he was okay. The bike took little to no damage. I think it cracked his windscreen and a, a little piece off of his hot body's bodywork. But, uh, you know, he went and rode Sunday with no issues. Uh, and I think he rode the rest of that day, actually. So he was fine. Um, but, uh, we had a great weekend. So let's hope for another one when we meet at, uh, in June, right? You guys are doing that one. Yeah, we're good. We're probably going to catch June 5th. And then I think, uh, that's going to, we won't be able to do June 6th, but I think June 5th will be our last day for a couple of months. And we're going to hammer on uh, some dirt bike riding a little bit uh, during there the hot go. part of the summer. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I, I, I think I'm going to follow a little bit the same schedule and uh, try to jump back in when the weather's nice like it is now, right? Mm, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's just such a pleasure. You can sit outside and not feel like you're going to die of heat exhaustion. So, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. But you know what, buddy? We've got a uh, we've got a MotoGP weekend coming up. We sure do. We're going to be back at uh, France this weekend, right? Yep, we're back, at, back in France. We're at Le Mans, which is a... Honestly, Le Mans is one of those tracks, and I'm saying it like a Frenchman, Le Mans. It's not Le Mans. It's not Le Mans. It's Le Mans. Um, it's one of those tracks that I dream about riding. Um, it's got so much racing history there that to have an opportunity to go and ride Le Mans would be it would be a bucket list kind of deal. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm always excited when this weekend comes up because it's such a unique track, but steeped in history. So it's really, really cool. Um, I guess what we'll do, let's, let's kind of talk about last year a little bit. Um, you know, the podium last year was Vietti taking the win, Arbolino taking second, and Albert Arenas taking third, Jeremy Masia taken fourth and Mino taken fifth. Well, the podium finishers are no longer in Moto3. Right. So nobody's going to repeat. Um, but we've got a special rookie, as we've talked about, in a great run of form. And, you know, I, his teammate, Masia, has the ability to be right there at the front. So kind of what are you looking for from this weekend from the Moto3 field? I mean, I know we're all looking at Pedro Acosta to see can he make it five podiums in a row to start his career but what else is out there honestly i'm looking for the patronus team to take a step back forward i think it's time in the season that they need to kind of regroup and then uh, you know and move back forward back to the front of the pack where they belong uh, to be running at um i think that uh, jeremy massey needs to show a little bit more consistency as well but i think <sighs> I think we might see a good showing out of Gabriel Rodrigo. Something in my gut's telling me that, you know, he's going to gather mm. things back up and he's going to be there at the front. And like you'd mentioned last week, you know, Jeremy Alcoba looks to be in really good form. Um, so we just have a really deep 
uh, Moto 3 pad or grid right now. Lots of talent, lots of lots of experience that's in that. Uh, you know, aside from Pedro Acosta, there's just you know he's the anomaly right now, right? He's kind of the outlier that's kind of showing up and and taking it to all these veterans. He's taking the fight directly to them, and and I think everyone's a little bit shell shocked at the moment with him. But you know they're going to try to get it, it back under control, I think, and then kind of and not be so put out by him a little bit or so caught off guard. What about you? What are you thinking? Well, I don't know if you heard the garage door there, but um, my wife is home. Uh, anyway, so I, what I think this this is what I'm looking for. We need to your point about uh, Gabriel Rodrigo. Now he finished eighth last year, so but he's he needs he needs a good result this week. I think he's he's been positive for the most part this year, but he needs a good result. Um, Mino needs to keep building on what he did last week. Um, I need to see. Uh, you mentioned Patronus. Bender didn't get didn't fall by his own fault. You know he he got taken out. Um, but I need to see him on the podium, and I need I really need to see him win a race. Um, but I think that's going to be tough right now with a guy like Pedro Acosta riding out of his mind. Um, Beyond that, we need to see Masia have a good, solid race. But I think the guy I'm really looking to see what the rebound looks like is Dennis Anchu. Um, Dennis Anchu, he needs a good result. He needs because that was that was as bad as you can do for as good a spot as he was in last right. week, last Absolutely. last race, not last week, but last race. And and the, and the truth is. You can't, you just can't keep doing that. Um, my man, right, you say Yamanaka could win it, you know, that kick off the official fan club. I'd be all over it. Um, you know, I, I think we've got some guys that are starting to get it, some guys that were in the race, in this, in the, in Moto 3 last year, but were kind of learning their way, getting their, uh, is it sea legs, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we definitely need to see Fagia needs to start picking it up. We need to see uh, Tatai continuing to be a um, a solid rider, making good decisions out there because we know he can get a little wild. Um, and I, I really, I need somebody to challenge Pedro Acosta to make it interesting because at this point he could run away with it, you know. Um, so I, I think, but that to me, that can be Darren Bender. And if we could just get John McPhee to have a couple of races where no one hit him and he didn't make right. a mistake, I think he could be right up there. I mean, we, I think Lamont lends itself to having great racing. So I think there'll be a pack of five to 10 at the front with a chance to win going into the last couple of laps. So let's see what happens. I mean, let's let her rip tater chip right exactly you know lamont's got some really big sweeping sections as well so we may even see someone like a romano fanati come out strong yeah you know romano yeah. fanati i, likes I didn't to mention fanati good call he, he likes to take those big sweeping lines and unique lines and makes a lot of shapes with the bike whenever he's out on track but you know, this might lend itself you know to that kind of riding a little bit i think but uh, we'll see you know it's just uh it's all about what how the chips fall this weekend and i can't wait you know we've uh, a couple days before free practice starts, so I'm I'm itching. 
Yeah, I, I, I am too. I, I'm I'm ready to see him on track. You know, again, I always love the Le Mans weekend. Now, the interesting thing is this could be a wet race, wet weekend. Um, and that's always interesting to watch. Do I want to be in a wet race? Absolutely not. Do I want to watch a wet, a wet race? Yeah, because people that aren't normally at the front are then at the front. So, you know, it'll be a great weekend. I'm excited. And, uh, you know, I... Let's just see. I, I would love to see just how good Pedro Acosta is at a track like Le Mans. They haven't ridden a track like Le Mans yet. So let's see how how well he goes there. Now, he knows it because he was in the, the Rookies Championship. So he knows the track. But I'll be curious to see what he can do, too. Um, but that's all I've got for Moto3. What about you? Are you, are you good Yeah, there? that's good. I'd like to step in the intermediate class and maybe take a look at those guys. Yeah, so all right, we're moving to Moto2. Now, last year in the race, Sam Lowe's won. Now, at this point in last year, Sam Lowe's was on another planet. He was on his own level. Um, uh, Remy Gardner finished second, and Marco Bezecchi finished third. So, I mean, all three of those guys are in the class again, so they have to be right up there with the favorites. And, you know, I might even throw a Raul Fernandez in there, too. Right. What about you? Yeah, definitely. I think this. I think this race last year. It was a uh, like you said. It was a wet race as well last year. Um, the Sam Lowe's actually locked the front brake up going into uh, into one corner. I thought didn't he hit a uh, hit a patch of water and uh, just completely yep, locked him. He, he ended up did. going wide, lost a few spots, and then rallied back and still won the race by you know almost four seconds. Nearly four seconds. Um, yeah, that's it, you know. And, if I remember correctly, I want to say that uh, Jake Dixon actually had a strong showing in this race until he crashed in the last corner, and I think that's uh, I think he had hurt his wrist fairly badly there. It was, might have been when those wrist woes either started or they were, were exasperated by that crash. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely think that you know our, our it, we're talking about the same folks um, each weekend in, in Moto Two. You know, um, now this year I think we're going to be throwing in Raul Fernandez and, and seeing how he goes here at this track, but. Uh, uh, you know, I'm really, I'm really curious how the Americans are going to do. I think Joe Roberts had a strong showing last year in, um, in uh, qualifying. You know, he qualified on, he was on pole position, and uh, you know, didn't get a great start. Get, got shuffled back quite a bit. Um, so uh, I certainly want to see a better showing this year, uh, especially out of Joe Roberts. But I would like, obviously, I'd like to see a good showing out of Cameron Bovier as well. Oh, we we always want the Americans to, to come out and and carry that flag, you know. But looking over the results from last year, something interesting: Thomas Lutie finished last year in fifth place. So maybe he can get something turning around this year, you know, doing that. Um, mm -hmm. But in truth, I don't know. I mean, I I I really would like to see some consistency from joe roberts in terms of a lap time uh during the race and you know consistent laps let's keep clicking off those those consistent laps it's just it's really frustrating as a fan when your guy goes great in practice goes blazing fast in qualifying puts himself either on pole or on the front row right with those guys with a very slim margin mm-hmm and then he can't run anything like their race pace. Um, it's it 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 makes it makes me wonder what's going on. And I think I know obviously he is too, but you know we'll we'll just have to see what what all that boils down to. And uh, 
And I'm, I'm again, Cameron Bobier at another track that I don't know he's very familiar with. Um, and let's see what he can do. I, I think this is a racer's track, though. There's lots of places to pass and make moves. Um, but it's easy to make a mistake. And, uh, you know, I, I always thought the blue S is down there at the end, right close to the end of the, the run right close to the end of the, the lap is, is really an interesting section for those bikes. And uh, a lot of people will wait to right there to make some big moves. And we'll see what happens in this race, because I think it's going to be competitive. Definitely. I, and and uh, going back to Raul Fernandez, I mean, he's kind of, he's been the dark horse so far and he's learned quite a bit, you know, in just a few races this year. Um, so I, I, I'm just curious. I'm excited. It, you know, it goes back to racing and, and we're just, we just love to see good hard racing. Um, yeah, absolutely. And you know, you throw in the rain; it's a little bit of a novelty, so it's a little something different. It's we the like great that equal- too. It's the great equalizer, right? It mm-hmm. really is. It's it's funny you say it like that, but that's the truth. Like it, the rain always is the great equalizer. Um, your boy Nicolo Bulaga did not finish the race, and neither did Jorge Navarro. So the Bobus might be coming out and just, you know going on a rampage despite the lack of gasoline in the southeast right now the bow bus is absolutely fueled up and ready to go depending (laughs) on who crashes out this race so as soon as we heard the pipeline was down we filled the bow bus up (laughs) we were like we're not waiting we got to have the bow bus everybody's got to have the bow bus all right so what are you thinking give me a dark horse give me your actually we didn't even make picks for moto three so what do you think i mean don't choose Pedro Acosta because that's an easy, that's low-hanging fruit. Who do you have? You got uh, your boy that you called out earlier? I think I, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm going to take Rodrigo. Let's go with Rodrigo. Okay. All right. Well, I'm actually, I'm actually going to go again. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Andre, Andre Amino. Okay. I, I, I thought he did great last week. I mean, he, he didn't have the race pace, but he did set the lap record. Um, so I think he's on a good run of form. I think he's going to be there, and it'll be good. Um, but all right, so now we've got some new players in Moto2. What do you think in Moto2? Man, it's hard to bet against Sam Lowe's, but, so let's not take the last year's winner, I guess. You know, let's look at – got to go with Raul Fernandez. Hmm. I, I I'm going say. with his teammate. I'm going with his teammate. Oh, this is fun. We did this for MotoGP <laughs> last time. So, all right. So you've got Raul Fernandez. I'm going to take Remy Gardner because I think Remy Gardner is phenomenal in the wet. Um, and I think a close second choice for me is going to is ha- has to be Mar- Marco Betsecki. I think that he's ooh. got he's got something in his pocket that we're not seeing just yet, and I think he's got to find it somewhere. Um, right. And I don't know how I, I don't my my memory doesn't serve me well when it comes to remembering how Marco does in in rain and wet racing, but uh, um, I think that if we if we see a dry race, um, I would absolutely expect Marco Betsecki to be close to the front. Right. I don't think it'll be dry. I think it might be partly dry, but I think we'll see some water on the track for sure. But we'll see. Um, I In Moto2, uh, man, I, I, it's just so hard. Like, you know, both, you know, Sam's going to be a good wet rider because he's from England and that's all they have. Right. <laughs> exactly. Dry days are few and far between there. Um, and Remy is just, I think he, 
you know, I, I just think he adapted to the wet. Now, my question is, how do you know how to ride in the wet? Like, what what makes a good wet rider, in your opinion? <sighs> to me, I, I would almost, I would almost say it's good. Good. I mean, like anything, it's good tire feel. You've got to be able to feel what the tire's doing underneath of you. It's, it, you know, if it's gonna, if the rear's walking around, if it's coming out a corner exit, if it's, if it's moving around a corner entry, um, you know, obviously as a rider, I'm not fantastic on the brakes, you know, or even on the throttle if we want to get there, you know, and and there, but compared to these folks and compared to most most riders, but um, I, I don't know. I, I going back to my own experience riding a track day in. A 50 degree road atlanta day with just just a steady rain all day long what i really noticed was the rear feeling and i, I developed such a, a a feeling for what the rear tire was actually doing underneath of me that i was able to control that on exit quite a bit and and it's just you know keeping your weight over the center of the bike to to, to keep that weight down on the tire as much as you can uh, things like that but um, to me with these races they're so much longer than track day sessions, right? So at this point, it it, not, it becomes not only the actual skill on the bike itself, but it becomes the mental strain that that goes along with riding in this kind of weather for that long, for 20 laps. It's it would be I couldn't imagine how difficult it would be to make sure that you're you've 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 got to adjust markers, you've got to adjust turn-in markers, you've got to adjust brake markers, exits, things like that to accommodate for what the weather's doing to the bike and doing to you. And being able to do that for 20-plus solid laps, I think would just be so mentally taxing that you would want to go back to those original markers based solely on muscle memory. I, You know, everything, everything you said there makes a lot of sense to me. Um, Although if it rains, I'm just camping at the track because I refuse to go out there. Um, but I think I think these guys they have to they have to do it. It's their job, right? I can choose not to do it, and uh, I just choose not to. But rain riding to me, you know, shows a lot of bike control. So the guys with the best bike control usually show up in the wet and. You know, that's why Remy Gardner, Sam Lowe's, I, I, and I don't know if you remember a few years ago, Sam Lowe's used to slide the rear like it was, that was his job. Like, it, he looked like the Slide King out there, mm-hmm. the original Slide King. And, you know, my goodness, man. I, but he is he has changed that riding style now, and I think he's much more under control. But I think that may be one of the reasons we're seeing such a jump in performance and consistency. But I think that when you're in the wet, you just have to have tremendous feel, like you said, and understanding of how your motorcycle is going to behave in conditions. And in, and then on top of that, having excellent bike control. So, you know, the, all credit to those guys for getting out there and being and doing lap times in the wet that I can't dream of in the dry, right? So, um you know, it's going to be an interesting weekend. I, I, I can't wait uh, to see that, to hear those motors run on Friday. And mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be great. But uh, as far as Moto2 goes, I'm set. What about you? 
Yeah, Jason, let's wrap this one up. We're pretty short on time, so we're going to go ahead and close this one out, and then we're going to jump right into the next part with uh, with MotoGP, and we'll dedicate that that section straight to MotoGP. How's that sound? That sounds fine. Um, let's do it. All right, guys, hang tight. We'll be right back. <laughs> 